0: Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Bartles, a cropping systems educator in Nebraska Extension. And today I'll be joined by Dr. Amit Jahala, and we will be talking about harvest aid and post-harvest weed control. Thank you for joining me today. How are you?
1: Good to be here. I'm very well. How are you?
0: Good. Can you tell us a little bit about your role in Extension?
1: So my role is Nebraska Extension Weed Management Specialist. My office is in Lincoln, and I provide weed control, research, and Extension activities in corn, soybean, sorghum, and popcorn. Those are four important crops in eastern Nebraska.
0: Thank you. So I've been hearing about Harvest Aid, and we're in Harvest here in Nebraska. Can you tell us what is Harvest Aid?
1: So Harvest Aid is a chemical... Which is like a herbicide which can be used to desiccate weeds as well as crop. For example, in Nebraska, we grow some indeterminate soybean varieties. So sometimes when you go for harvest time, you will see some plants are green, as well as weeds might be green at this time of the year, particularly those weeds they emerge late in the season. For example, water hemp and palm rameranth. So harvest aid herbicides can be used just to dry them out, to desiccate them. So harvest operation can be easily accomplished and there should not be any combined chalk up and things like that. And second objective for harvest aid is just to make sure the crop is uniform and ready to harvest. So it makes harvesting much easier compared with when there are a lot of green weeds are interfering with uh, harvest operation.
0: Okay. Can this be used in both corn and soybeans?
1: Yeah, right now... um, There are some differences. There are some chemicals can be used in corn and there are some chemicals can be used in soybean. But generally in corn growers do not apply harvest aid because of the height of the corn and it makes it very difficult to apply herbicide at this time or this growth stage of corn. You have to use drop nozzles and things like that. So harvest aid application in corn is very, very rare. Unless some grower has some issues with like morning glories are taking over on the corn stock and if they want to kill them, then sometimes they use it. But otherwise, uh, harvest aid in Nebraska in corn, I would say very rare. And even in soybean, it's not very common, but some growers have started using it. And this year I received a few phone calls about uh, harvest aid, herbicides, uh, which are labeled for use in soybean. So today's discussion, we can focus more on soybean because more chances that harvest aid would be applied more commonly in soybean compared with corn.
0: So if a grower has a soybean field and they're looking at using a harvest aid, what are some tips you would give them?
1: So first of all, you have to select the right harvest aid herbicide. There are four herbicides are labeled to be used in soybean as in harvest aid. Number one is AIM, which is a carpentrazone ethyl-based herbicide. You can apply in a range of 1 to 1.5 fluid per acre. So it's a really low rate herbicide. It can be used as a desiccant. And one important thing is you have to maintain certain pre-harvest intervals. So for example, in case of AIM, you have to maintain three days of pre-harvest interval and there are some other chemicals as well. For example, Gramoxone, which is a paraquat based herbicide. It is also a contact herbicide like AIM, but paraquat can provide very quick activity as in harvested because it's a contact herbicide and it goes in the plant very quickly. And you will see symptoms in just a few hours. So paraquat is also commonly used as in harvested. Regarding paraquat, one important thing is there is a special training is required to apply paraquat for last couple of years and when it comes to gramoxone paraquat uh, the pre harvest interval is uh, 15 days if you compare with uh, some other chemicals like aim you have to maintain 3 days of pre harvest interval and the third chemical is sharpen, which is sulfophinasil based herbicide which can be used as in harvest aid mostly for broadleaf weeds and broadleaf crops So there are three or four chemicals are labeled. Uh, The last one is glyphosate, can also be used as a harvest aid. But majority of uh, soybean in Nebraska, they are Roundup Ready, means they are glyphosate resistant. So glyphosate will not have much activity on glyphosate resistant soybean. So if uh, some grower is also want to desiccate soybean, then they have to use uh, some other chemicals like either AIM or Gramoxone or Sharpen.
0: Okay. It sounds like this is something that if you want to use it, you really have to have a plan
1: because if you have
0: those longer intervals, it's not something that you can go out in a field. Okay. I'm going to spray it, but I also want to harvest in two days because it's going to rain this weekend.
1: Yes. And so yeah, pre-harvest interval is very important to maintain, especially with Gramoxone. It requires 15 days of pre-harvest interval uh, compared with Aim and Sharpen that requires three days of pre-harvest interval. And majority of them, I was reading the label and once you apply them, um, you cannot use that for uh, animal feed or forage. So that is something uh, kind of a limitation if uh, some growers are planning to use the stock for animal grazing or something, that is the limitation of using harvest aid.
0: Okay. So it just gets back. It's really important to check those labels.
1: Yeah. Some of them, they may update labels. So it is always uh, good to follow the latest label.
0: Great let's talk a little bit about post-harvest weed control. Harvest has started here in Nebraska, and we know that we have some soybeans coming out. There's also some cornfields that are coming out already, but we still have some nice weather that would allow some of our pesky weeds to take hold in our fields from now till winter. What are your recommendations for post-harvest weed control to set us up for success next spring? So,
1: first of all, growers should Take notes when they go for harvesting their corn and soybean uh, that can help them to see which weeds were present at the time of harvest and that can help them to develop their herbicide program next year. And even after post-harvest, they can uh, scout the field and if they see more winter annual weeds, for example, mairstail, henbeet, phil pennycress, tansy mustard, and some grassweed species such as cheatgrass or grass. those are two very commonly grass grassweed species in corn and soybean fields in Nebraska. So they have to scout the fields and if they see the infestation of weeds is much more, then they may need to consider applying some herbicides in the fall.
0: Okay, we've talked a little bit about palmer. Is there anything we can do if we have a field that had a lot of palmer this year? Is there any control measures that can be taken this fall or is that something we to really target next spring?
1: Right. Palmer is summer annual weed and so palmer emerent do not emerge until May next year. So if we do something in the fall like applying herbicides that generally do not help much because it's typical uh, summer annual broadleaf weed and you have to rely mostly on pre-emergence herbicides applied at planting corn or soybean and that should be the best uh, strategy for managing water hemp or Palmer amaranth uh, type of weeds. And if you have some other weeds like winter annual weeds such as merstel, which is uh, very widespread. Another issue of merstel is uh, majority of merstel populations in Nebraska. They have evolved resistance to glyphosate as well as some ALS inhibiting herbicides. So Those herbicides would not work to kill marestail, especially marestail can emerge in the fall. So once you harvest your corn and soybean and if you go to the field sometime in October, uh, you will see some small marestail would start emerging. And when they are small, it is better to apply some herbicides. Typically 2,4-D dicamba-based herbicides have provided very good control of uh, marestail population although they are resistant to glyphosate and ALS chemistry because those uh, 2,4-D or Dicamba are phenoxy group herbicides and can still be very effective on controlling glyphosate-resistant meristel If you have a lot of meristel I definitely recommend to apply those type of herbicides in the fall when meristel is less than 2-inch tall compared to when they will grow. And they can overwinter, actually, in a rossetti stage and once weather is good, early spring, they will start growing up. And so by the time you go for planting your corn or soybean, those myrtle will be really too tall and it will be less effective to control by using post-emergence herbicides.
0: Okay. So it sounds like it is really important to check on those fields and, and know what you have in your field so you can make a plan on how to control those throughout the season even when we're not in the active growing season especially if they can overwinter you might already be behind the game if we wait till the spring and you you roll up on your field and realize you have something growing but it's not a crop that you want.
1: Right and another weed to watch is henbit especially if you have a lot of infestation of henbit uh, then you can consider applying herbicide in the fall or maybe in early spring because uh, henbit is a weed where soybean cyst nematode can survive on henbit and then next year when you go for planting your soybean uh, they can henbit can become a host for soybean cyst nematode and then it can uh, transmit to soybean So if uh, infestation of henbit is too much, uh, then I would consider to spray those fields just to avoid that green beige.
0: Right. And that's important to know. Soybean cyst nematode can be in pockets and that henbit might allow it to spread from those isolated pockets. Henbit seems to grow very well here in Nebraska. Yes. It could easily take over and spread throughout your field. Is there anything else you want our producers to know You know, during harvest time or, or weed control, things to look for?
1: And every year I get questions about including residual herbicide with foliar uh, active herbicide in the fall can help or no. And uh, we generally typically do not recommend to use residual herbicide in the fall. But if you have a lot of uh, infestation of marestail and if you have a history of marestail growing in the same field, every year. And if it is resistant to glyphosate and ALS chemistry, then it is advisable to add some residual herbicides. There are a number of residual herbicides can also be applied in the fall. For example, those authority brand herbicides, valer brand herbicides can also be considered and it can provide some more residual activity along with foliar activity from 2,4-D or dicamba. And then it can prevent the further germination. And if uh, with some reason, if growers are not able to control those mairstail or um, handbeat in the fall, then they can still consider applying appropriate herbicide early spring. When I say early spring, it has to be sometime in March when weather is favorable to apply herbicide. Because if you will be too late, then particularly mairstail can uh, grow very tall and then it can interfere with um, emerging corn and soybean, and we have very limited herbicides labeled in crop for controlling those glyphosate resistant marestail with post-emergence herbicides. So yeah, using those herbicides at right time is very, very important, particularly for marestail.
0: Okay. So it sounds like weeds are becoming a challenge and an art. You have to have a plan and make sure you do that plan as needed to make sure you meet all the criteria on those labels and our resistance weeds that we're dealing with.
1: And particularly in soybean, a survey we conducted last year says weed management is number one challenge for soybean producers. So yeah, paying some more attention on scouting fields and what you have in the field and then deciding your herbicide program based on which weed can grow at what time. Because as we discussed, if you will try to apply some herbicide for controlling palmer amaranth in the fall, that is not going to help. And if you have marestail, then yes. If you have water hemp or palmer amaranth are your major weeds, then you don't need to apply herbicides in the fall. And one more thing is using cover crops, particularly cereal rye, can provide very good suppression of marestail because mairstail typically starts emerging in the fall in Nebraska. Some of them, they can also emerge early spring, but if you already have a good stand of cereal rye, it can provide very good suppression of uh, mairstail particularly. Nowadays, uh, planting green is also becoming a good concept by some growers, especially when they want to see some good uh, suppression of uh, your cereal rye cover crop in crop, then they just plant corn and soybean when cereal rye is still green and then they terminate after a couple of weeks of planting corn and soybean next year. So the idea is it can provide good suppression of early emerging water hemp and Palmer amaranth. And in that case, uh, yeah, you can consider planting cereal rye in the fall after corn and soybean harvest and then let them to grow and if you have a good stand, it can suppress early emergence of water hemp and palmer Amaranth type of summer annual weeds as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And using something like that probably helps us too to make sure we're not pushing those weeds into resistance faster to some of these modes of actions.
1: Yes, and that's what we recommend to have integrated weed management program that do not only include herbicides, but also some of this type of cultural techniques like using. Cereal dry cover crop has shown good benefit overall to suppress weeds depending on situation uh, as well as um, using some other cultural practices like uh, narrow row spacing can also provide some benefit. Some of the studies we did where we compared 15 inch row spacing in soybean versus 13 inch row spacing and in both the situations you still have to consider using pre-emergence herbicide at planting was still the key factor even if you have narrow-row soybean row spacing. Integration of all these techniques can provide um, good weed management practice.
0: Great. Do you have any programs or articles coming out that are related to this topic that you would like our listeners to know about?
1: Yeah, and probably after a couple weeks, there will be an article about Palmer seeds in manure and what can we do about this because... Several growers, they apply manure in their field, and that manure contains palm remaranth seeds, and that is how the seeds are getting disseminated from one field to another field and wherever, whenever you apply those manure. So that will be a good article we are writing right now to watch for. It should be on Crop Watch in a couple of weeks.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you for joining me today, and I hope everyone has a safe harvest.
1: Thank you.